Hey, girl, you trying to hit this? Oh, you know exactly what I need. Hey, what is up, you filthy fucking stoners? <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to the Two Girls, One Blunt podcast. I am your co-host, Jamie Lee. And I'm your co-host, Emily. And it's time to get high. Oh, yeah, it is. Let's, uh, let's light that. Yeah. Do some ASMR. I think that would be good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's a beautiful sight. It really is. Well, on this podcast, we're going to talk about all things weed related. Of course. And then whatever the fuck we feel like talking about when we're stoned. Mm-hmm. Um, drugs, sex, rock and roll, you know. Now we're not in the 80s. But uh, yeah, this week we're going to talk about weed etiquette and our fucked up, insane, wild mushroom story. We had a bad trip, guys. A very bad trip. And uh, then we're going to end it off with some stony baloney nonsense, some Ooh. questions, some would you rather, some challenges. Get to know each other. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, let's get to know your co-hosts. Okay. So a little about us. I'm Emily. Okay. Oh, hey. I'm 22. Um, I work as a personal assistant. I'm starting a business. I currently help this one manager many many businesses um and i'm just excited to talk shit and smoke weed <laughs> i am very excited to do the same uh i'm jamie i'm 27 i am a stand-up comic pretty new at it um an influencer a certified whore <laughs> i have an only fan so basically what i'm trying to say is that my parents didn't love me um and you'll you'll get to know that a lot on this podcast but I remember, how did we meet? Facebook Marketplace. I DM'd you because you were looking for a place. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I went through a breakup and was living with that person, and I had to move out. And I needed a place, like, ASAP. I didn't want to spend four days. I didn't want to spend more than four days or as long as I had to on a friend's couch. So I was up Emily's ass. I was like a new person. I was like, Hey, I need to move and I need to like move now. I'm kind of desperate and like, you know, budget and how much does it cost? And can you send pictures? I'm ready to move in tomorrow. Yeah. And I was a little bit scared because you were so like ready to move. And I was like, does she not want to see the place? Like talk to the landlord, nothing. No, you just want to give us your money and go like, yeah, typically that would be a red flag. Yeah, absolutely. It was, it was, (laughs) But I turned out to be normal. Thank God. I ended up messaging her too, because like when we, when you meet somebody for the first time and you're gonna be roommates, like you want to know if you're on the same page. And I like to, yeah, I like to get wild. Mm. <laughs> so uh, I was like, all right, maybe we can get to know each other over some wine. Yeah, and I cut or, you off real quick. I was like, no, no wine. No wine. I was like, okay, or a blunt. We could smoke a blunt. And yes. you were like, yes. And mm-hmm. then I was like, oh my god, yes. I'm so excited. Yeah, we're gonna get along great. <laughs> I was so pumped to have somebody that smoked knowing I was going to be quarantined because I wanted to be able to smoke in my house. Oh my God. That was, yeah, that was the week that quarantine started. We knew that we were going to have quarantine. I think like when you moved in is when Mm -hmm. it was supposed to go into effect. Oh shit. Yeah. And then I was like, there's no way I'm going to be stuck in the house and not be able to smoke in my room. Right. And when you said you smoked, I was like, can we smoke in the house? And you're like, yeah. Or I think I like walked in and you were smoking in the house and I was like, oh my God, yeah, this is going to be really good. This is going to be really good. (laughs) Oh Uh, man. Look at us now. Happily ever after just, you know, two podcasting confused by sexual women with three cats. Yeah. Two girls, five pussies, one blunt. Yeah. 
All right. Literally. So to start off the episode, I thought we should talk about weed etiquette. Like when you're smoking with people, what you need to do, how you can be a, a more polite person, you know? Um, so let's just get started. Let's talk about my biggest pet peeve. People who only bring their lungs to a session. Oh my God. It's the worst. I don't mind. I think any good stoner smokes people up and they know, like, I feel like really good stoners, they're always open to like smoking people up and contributing weed. But it's when you're like taken advantage of and you have that one friend or my brother um, who shows up all the time and doesn't bring anything. And then they're like, you want to smoke? I'm like, yeah. Do you? Do you want to smoke? Did you bring anything to smoke? Exactly. And they're like, no, like I forgot this time, this time (laughs) or the past 27 times. Oh, my God. 27 blunts and counting. Um. Okay, so people who don't bring stuff to a session. That's the worst. rude. Yeah. Even like if you don't have weed, like at least papers, something. Some, or snacks. Yes. Bring chips. Like I like Reese's and Monster and Bang Energy. We love being healthy here. <laughs> yeah. So just bring something that shows like, hey, thank you for the weed. And Or if you smoke the weed, pick up after your fucking self. Yes. Yes. That's just like common sense though. And I feel like a lot of people don't have that. So here, basic manners, clean up after yourself and bring weed. Yeah. Okay. And if you're, uh, if you don't bring weed, one of the things too, and we have like a rule that we follow. So I don't know if anyone else follows this. So let us know like in the comments, um, or DM us, mm-hmm. um, the roller lights up, right? If you roll yes. the weed. Yeah. It just makes sense. It's you light it first. Hand. Yeah. Well, just roll up. I exactly. Mean, spark up. Yeah. No, I completely agree. And I think more recently, like during the pandemic, we found out it's actually bad luck if you are the roller and you're not sparking up. Yeah, we don't need any more bad luck. No, we don't need bad luck. The country's dying. (laughs) Literally. Um, Okay. All right. Well, I mean, here's my pet peeve as I'm doing my own pet peeve. Don't tell a story or talk while you're (laughs) holding the blunt. (laughs) We told each other, we're like, okay, one of us is going to talk when the other one's like taking their hits. And then, then... here we are. And yeah, it's not going to work. We tried actually doing this whole podcast yesterday, last night. It took us two hours. And then we realized we were just going off on high tangent. tangent. We got really high last night. We got fucked up. I Was hope- it the mimosa? I don't know. One mimosa did us dirty like that? I mean, I'm a, I'm a bitch, so. I know. Another, another uh, piece of advice is... Be aware of your surroundings. And if you're telling a story, if you are the one holding it, remember you're holding it and yeah. and pass it. Yeah. Do so, you know what I mean? Like, don't just let it burn forever. Yeah. That's the fucking worst. Because mm-hmm. then you're just wasting your weed, I guess, if you match or like somebody else's weed. Exactly. And it's always the people who don't fucking bring weed ever that are the ones who hold it the longest. We're looking at you, fuckheads. <laughs> Pretty much everyone that we hang out with. Yeah. We love them to death, but yeah. Where's the weed? But also, if you're not bringing weed and you are holding it forever, yep. what goes along with that is if <laughs> you're, it's puff, puff, pass. Like there's a yep. song about this. Like if you, you're 10 years old, the first thing that you learn about weed is puff, puff, pass. I agree. And if you're taking, like, I've seen people who literally, I've watched them and I'm like, you just took five hits and you've been holding that. And I'm thinking inside my head and I'm too high to talk right now, but I'm being, I'm annoyed. I'm annoyed with you. Pass it. Yeah. 
And then you're like past it and they're like, oh yeah, yeah. And then they go keep talking. Oh my God. No, I know. I can't deal with that shit. I got it. Um, one, one of the other things that really pisses me off is, so I only smoke Fontos. Um, bougie, annoying. Well, it's a Fonto for anyone who doesn't know. It's like this big ass tobacco leaf that you just roll up and then you roll it out and you cut along the veins. It's basically like a backwoods. Yeah. People know so what backwoods, backwoods are. are like, you have individual ones and you kind of roll it up, you cut it up and it's small, a, a like a Fonto or an old man is literally like the actual giant ass tobacco like leaf. It and be you a cut blanket. in between. Yeah. It's like huge. And then you cut in between the veins mm-hmm. of the leaf for your little section. Yep. Um, so like, I'm always annoying cause I never want to smoke just plain J's. But if you don't like what the roller is rolling, don't complain if you don't have anything that you didn't bring. Like me, like I'll complain, but I also have papers, Fonto and Bud. Yeah, and so you'll roll your pro- own. Exactly. You're like, you're that much of a stoner that you're like, oh, you're going to smoke out of a fucking bowl, <laughs> you pussy ass bitch. I hate smoking out of glass. I like it. I feel like I get high, more high, but I love like the like smoking fixation, like mouth, mm-hmm. the can of mouth like that. Yeah. I, I don't it's know just, why. I don't know what it is. And now I, I understand why people get addicted to cigarettes because now I have a fucking air bar because I, I never wanted Double nicotine fisting. until you introduced me <laughs> to Fondos, which is tobacco, which has nicotine and is addictive. And then once you went out to parties, like everybody has those now. Everyone has air bars. And yep. so they're like, oh, you want to hit this? And I want to smoke. And I'm just like, sure. And before you know it, I'm stealing people's air bars from parties. And now I have my own. <laughs> oh, man. Um, what else? Okay. All right. I feel like I got on myself a little bit. I talk shit about myself. Let's talk shit about you. Because <laughs> you You talk never... so much shit about me. What? What? I never what, Emily? I never of what? Of course. The one time. The one time you ash. All right. I was just going to say, you need to ash. If you're smoking, like you can't always just be passing it back. You need to actually look at it and be like, oh my God, there's an inch coming off. Okay. I'll ash it. Like, just be considerate. Okay. So this has... <laughs> Emily's saying this because we drive all the time and I forget to ash. Okay. Okay. That's different though. I I'm, think it started though with the car, right? No, no. Cause I'm always going to let you have that one. Like if you're driving and you do drive much more than I do, I'm not going to make you ash. That's just not fair to you. Your eyes should be on the road. Like <laughs> I'm already a bad driver. No, you're a great driver. <laughs> I like driving with you. It's like a roller coaster. <laughs> Emily, I you drive this mini little race car thing that's a She's and then a your wheels mode. falling off. But okay, Emily wants to shit on me for how I don't ash, which Ever. I don't. I forget. I get high and I talk a lot. I could talk to a fucking pole if I needed to, which is why we have notes so that there are talking points. But Emily, whenever we drive. Ashes. She's a great asher. I'm so proud of you, baby oh, girl. You. Oh my god. Um, but I always will open like a fresh monster or bang energy or whatever drink I'm drinking in my car. And there's an ashtray in my car for us to ash out of. There's also windows that you can roll down. And yeah. every single time you'll hear that crisp like when you open a can or whatever. Yeah. And then immediately Emily ashes in it. A brand new drink. Okay, you're giving me all this shit, but but that was like six months ago. I've grown. I've improved. Now I ask you if it's an old monster cannon, if I can ash in it. Mm-hmm. You know? You know? 
I'm doing better. We're doing better. But the the passing in the car, it ends up falling anyways. Yeah. Right in the center console. Yeah. I mean, even when I'm driving, like, I don't ash. I'm just like, it's going to happen. Emily just just lets the ash fall on her, right into her cleavage. (laughs) And she's like, I'm keeping this for later. (laughs) For when I get really desperate and need to smoke again. Yeah. So now, see, she's she's learned her lesson. She has etiquette. She ashes. Mm -hmm. Not in my monster. Right. And I also learned how to ash in general. We're we're all, you know, on our stoner journey. Something new every day. You learn something new every single fucking day. What else do we got? We got a lot. We got a lot. We get worked out up about this, you know? Yeah, I get pissed off, like, because people really just don't seem to care, but they still want to smoke my weed. It's annoying. If there's anything that we missed. Let us know. We'll bring it up. Yes, please. Especially if it's like one we're clearly missing. Should this be like a, do we give like a tip a week on how to be a better stoner? Yeah, I think we're going to do like the weed wisdom. Okay. What I, it could be a bit of, be a, 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 be but we're going to give it anyways because yeah. we have a podcast and people who have podcasts think that their voice deserves to be heard. Mine does. Yeah, me too. Case in point. <laughs> oh um, my gosh. But yeah, if you guys thought we were just stoners, you would be mistaken. Sorely mistaken. We do dabble. Dabble, dabble. In the fun guy department. Fun guys? Fun guys. In my bedroom? Oh. No, no, like the fun. Celibate. Yeah, I'm abstinent, guys. We'll talk about that another time. I might Well, speaking of fun guys, we have quite the fun guy story. It was not fun for us guys. No, not fun at all. (laughs) But um, we did mushrooms one day. And all I have to say, and the moral of today's story, (laughs) is do not do shrooms when you are in a bad mindset. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. do not, I repeat, do shrooms in a bad mindset. You want to make sure your environment is good. Your mental health is good that yep. day. Your room is clean. Your room is clean. You're, you're hopefully outside, unlike, we, unlike us in our story. But also you're around people that you're not going to get triggered by, you know? Yeah. Um, I, which all goes back to mindset. Like you need to be in a positive mindset. Otherwise the shrooms are just going to know and they're going to attack the weakness mm. and that shit hurts. Oh, it really hurts. I'm still recovering from the story. Honestly, like every time I tell people the story, I'm like, wow, like that day it was horrible. It was really bad. It was a bad trip, but it was one of like the worst days. Of my life. I feel like I learned a lot. Oh my God. I feel like I went through six years of therapy. Literally. I told that to my therapist the next week. (laughs) (laughs) I told my therapist. I mean, I told you and my brother and people. It's online (laughs) on my stories. Um, But yeah, so basically I was in a really bad mindset um, Mm -hmm. getting started. I was doing like a comedy show. It was controversial and I had posted it in the Boston comedy group and It was like one of the most talked about shows and it had very polarizing points of view. And so I had like woke up that morning. It was a Saturday and I was getting destroyed, like canceled in the Boston comedy group. And I wasn't from Boston. Like, no, like in comedy, I was new to comedy here. I was doing comedy before in New Hampshire. So for me to like know that everyone already in the scene, like was 
like hated me or trying to cancel you were, me. You like really like devastated. Honestly, I was that day devastated. I was trying to do a, like a good thing for charity, and people were like super upset about it. I wanted to do a topless comedy show. Like again, I do OnlyFans. I was already doing that, like playing on like the comedian on OnlyFans, mm-hmm. and I was like, I'll just donate all this money from the show to Black Lives Matter charities, and people were like you're sexualizing the movement and all of this, like the yep. way that I like had done the poster. I took everyone's, you did, you took a lot of their advice and advice comments yeah. and constructive criticism. And I, and I learned from it and I changed and I updated everything yep. and you know, I made my statement and then I was like, but I'm still going to do this because I feel like it's the right thing to raise this money. And it was, we raised over $4,000. It went really well. And all that was donated to awesome charities that you like really vetted to make sure they were, you know, good. So, getting back to it, shrooms, you were not in a good mindset. We, no. I think we all knew. So, it was me, Jamie, Jamie's sister, and Jamie's other sister. Yeah. And um, we, I think, like, every single one of us had doubts about the shroom trip. And I feel like you can't do that going into a shroom trip. You need to be confident about it. Yeah. We were like... All right, we planned on doing shrooms, and it was a bad day. And then we were like, should we do shrooms? No. And we kept putting it off, and the room was a fucking mess. We were a mess. And then we were like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's do shrooms. Mm -hmm. And I think by this point, it was, what, around like 3 p.m.? We had put it off since like like 12 Yeah. So, yeah, we were procrastinating hard. Oh, my God. And so we decided not only to do shrooms. Last time Emily and I did shrooms, we did two grams and nothing happened like we didn't trip we had the emotional effect we watched like really good movies and we we're like that was such a good day and so this time we were like well if two grams didn't work we should try an eighth which is 3.5 yep. grams but we had bought shrooms uh we'd uh, yeah <laughs> what did we we got these from a friend who gifted them to us from their garden um <laughs> and and they were strong they were stronger they than were the very ones strong. before and literally and then we decided to do like if you drink it with oj right it kicks in faster it kicks in faster so we ate mangoes and had orange juice yes damn that shit kicked in fucking fast oh it kicked in so fast and it kicked in hard and things right from there just like went downhill yeah it was bad from the jump it was bad oh um thinking about it i'm stressed out i know and immediately like we picked we chose to do it inside which you know Probably was not a good idea because we're in the summer. Why the fuck didn't we go outside? It was. It was like May or June on a Saturday. Like it was so nice. This is how you know we were depressed. We were inside. We were. Yes. My first trip was inside and it was actually really nice. So I don't think I was as anxious about that, but I think it definitely messed with you. Well, my sister and I have a lot of trauma from our family life. And I think that both of us, because we have aspects of our mom when we talk or react in certain ways, it can be triggering even if we're not meaning to just because it's like a reminder of what the trauma that we individually have with our mom, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I think doing that together, I don't think we were quite emotionally ready for that. Yeah. I think it just played off of each other and it was very stressful for everyone involved. Yeah. And then, so I'm like getting upset 
like visibly upset because my sister's there. My bed is my safety. So I'm like not leaving my bed. And then my sister's like, why are you crying? Because I just started like crying. So she's trying to console me. And she's looking at me with like her. My sister has beautiful eyes and like and beautiful long eyelashes. And she's looking at me. She's like, are you okay? Like trying to hug me. She was being so sweet. So sweet. And all I saw was the devil in her face. Like her face was like moving and her eyelashes, like because they were so long, they were like growing in both directions. You just kept saying she looked like a spider. I was like, you got spider eyes. You got spider eyes. Like I can't. And like, here's another thing. Like, Try not to look at people when you're on shrooms. Try not to look at yourself when you're on shrooms. Definitely don't look at yourself because I'm like, who am I? <laughs> Do I even exist? Why don't I recognize myself? I look like a monster. And I'm literally like, yo, that's the evil part of me. Like the like this Is it like the Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde? Yeah. Like, and I'm like, that's the other part trying to get out of the mirror and I can't let it. It's scary. Yeah. So I'm like freaking <sighs> out, out of my sister. She's already like making this trip much worse by just existing, which is not her fault. It was... And I think her trip was being worse by, by you me existing. Being, uh, yeah. Yeah. And me being like crazy. But yeah, you were like yelling at us <laughs> from your bed, which you kept saying was your safety, which I understand. And then you were just like screaming like you wanted to paint. You really needed to paint. You were like, I see things and I need to get them down. But like when you yell, like you, you get a little bit scary. Really? <laughs> I was scary. I feel like I don't normally, I'm not like demanding like this, but I was in a really bad place. We're just going to mention that. Mm-hmm. I mean, me and Tyler are both cancers. So we're very like sensitive. And- yeah. You guys cry so much. You got me to like learn <laughs> about my emotions. I'm an Aquarius. And typically like I can talk about stories, like fucked up trauma stories and not have emotion or react. And people are like, how do you do that? And it's like, cause I'm not talking about my feelings about the story or no, what happened. You're just telling what happened. No. And then I met you and you were like, it's okay to cry. It and is I was okay like, to cry. Here it all is at once. And then you never stop crying. <laughs> but so you were yelling at us, screaming at us from your bed to get you like canvases and paint. Cause you needed to do this. So I'm like going through your closet. Nothing is organized. Cause you would literally like just moved in. And you didn't have like the proper stuff yet. And oh, yeah. Yeah. So I was like trying to find your paint, which was buried at the bottom of your closet, which is filled with like blankets. And I was like digging through everything, trying to get it out. Finally, I get it out to you. I like can't find the canvases. So I pick up a a pizza box and I'm like, here you go. This is what you get. (laughs) I start dumping the paint on this pizza box and finger painting. And oh, And during this time, which Emily comes back with the paint, I'm naked on my bed in front of everyone. You are. I was like, I'm stripping clothes and like Tyler and Angela were like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And I'm like, I just, I'm choking and I I feel restrictive and I just need to be free. Yep. Oh my gosh. So like, it's like such like a scene that I come back from the closet to like, you're on your bed, like screaming, there's crying coming to you. There's a pizza box on the bed. There's just a lot happening. Yeah. So now I don't remember what anyone else was doing, but I'm crying about, you know, probably like my breakup at that time, which it definitely was about. Probably. And I'm painting and I'm like, I see eyeballs and I just have to draw all these eyeballs. You drew a lot of eyes. Right? Like with long eyelashes, which is what you were seeing. <laughs> it was freaky. Like that was some, I don't know. I was drawing some weird things and like faces and like. I really wish you had kept that. I think we looked at it when we were sober the next day and we were like, wow, this is trash. <laughs> I think I was like, I remember being like, I made 
absolute art. You did make art. I was like, this is a masterpiece. And I looked at the day and I was like, what is wrong with me? Yeet. Um, oh my gosh. Okay. So like you were scared of your sister and mm-hmm. you ended up being like, you got to, you got to go. I was having <laughs> such a bad trip and continuing to have a bad trip that I was like, Tyler, I am so sorry, but I'm not okay. And if you stay here, like it's only going to get worse. Like mm-hmm. I need to leave. And she's like, you're kicking me out while I'm tripping too. And I was, and I'm in Dorchester, like not in a good area. Yeah. And so like, we didn't actually like kick them out. Like I like got them into my room so that everybody could be separate and like, and try to enjoy their trip. I'm just in my room crying and painting. <laughs> so like I, I call, we call them an Uber, I think, or like their friend is coming. It's like 10 minutes away. So I hang out with them, like trying to calm that down. Cause obviously like you were yelling at us. I was like, like, I think I was probably the worst. I think it hit me the strongest at first and the fastest and the fastest. And it was only like my third time or fourth time ever doing shrooms. And like, but it was my first time really tripping. So I, I had done a shrooms. lot of shrooms. Yeah. I had, I had, tripped like one other time and it was like very light and I was outside and then it didn't last that long. When I tell you like this was, I thought I was going to die. I literally thought I was going to die. So I was like, I cannot have you here. You know, I was not all there. And, uh, no, I was having the same like existential thoughts. Really? I was freaked out. You were the mom though. You were so good. I wasn't even, I'm usually like, all right, everyone's hammered. I'm fucked up. We're going to make sure everyone gets on the bus. Like, whatever. I feel like I was you're not, good at... My thought process was not there on the shrooms. I think you are the best when you are drunk and taking care of people. And I am very good at realizing that I'm on shrooms and that I need to come out of it. I can't do that. I'm so not- I can pull myself out of it because I'm like, Emily, you're on drugs. Nothing is real right now. You are okay. So I pulled it together for those, like, 20 minutes and we got them out. We got them safe. And then... I was able to come back and cry. (laughs) Yeah. And then, oh, then you come back and now you're, I think you're crying when they left. Like you start crying and I'm like, oh no, (laughs) I kind of like come too. And I start consoling Emily. Like, let me hug you. And then you're on shrooms (laughs) and I'm like, this feels so good to be like, you're also covered in paint. (laughs) You're covered in purple paint all over my arms, like my feet, like everywhere. Yeah. How did it get on your feet? (laughs) It was just on my body. I don't know. I was just touching everything. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, this isn't going to happen. Like you have a white comforter. So I like grab your makeup wipes. It's the best I could do. And like, I start like taking it off your skin. Then I'm like, and now we're spooning in bed, guys. <laughs> like, this is really nice. <laughs> we're, we're spooning just, like, in bed <laughs> and Emily's behind me and she's just slowly <laughs> rubbing the paint off. And she's like, no, no, honey, it's going to be okay. And I'm crying and I'm like... <laughs> My ex-boyfriend doesn't love me. I think you were like also at some point, like during all of that, you were like, I should call him. And I was like, and I know you should not. I was like, should I call him? And you were like, no. And I was like, we should do it. We haven't talked in like three months since we broke up. Like, this is the perfect time to call him. Oh my gosh, is that the first time like, you guys like yeah, talked? That was we hadn't talked. We like go we like went cold turkey, no talking. And then that day happened and it was like, I think just because of the comedy thing, it was all of the things where I felt like rejected or like not good enough kind of coming to the surface. And on top of that, like with my sister, like with my mother, like it was just a lot all at once. So I was like, should I call him? I'm, I'm going to be crazy. And yeah. you were like, no, no, fighting me for yes. my phone. I was like, let me have it. No, I literally like tackled you and wouldn't let you get your phone. You forget I'm a black belt. Emily's a black belt, guys. Fun fact. We'll talk about that as well. 
Oh my gosh. So like at that point, so we were both like crying off and on, but then we both started like sobbing and we couldn't calm ourselves down. We couldn't, we couldn't calm each other down. We couldn't calm each other down. We're just crying and crying and crying. We're like, we're not, we're going to die. Yeah. <laughs> I was not okay. So we were like, we have to get some help. Like, and you try calling people like everyone in your phone book. I called, I think I called every single one of my friends. And here's the thing. I don't ask, like I ask people for help, but I'm never like, I, I feel so uncomfortable asking people to drop everything for me and be like, leave what you're doing. Cancel your plans, leave work. I need help. I'm not okay. So I feel like when I ask, like you think mm-hmm. the people in my life would be like, I'm going to take you seriously. But again, let's talk about the feeling of abandonment I was feeling all day. Yeah. And then everyone's like, oh, you're fine. And not a single person took me seriously. No, everybody was laughing at us. And I they were laughing like very injured about that. I yeah. was like, why are they laughing at we me? Were, Emily and I were on FaceTime. We're facing, we're like crying. We're like, we're not okay. Please come get us. Please save us. Like we need a babysitter. Like we, like we're not okay. We're and not everyone okay. was like, ha, ah, yeah, no, we're good. Like call us after. And we were like, no, like this we is help now. This is a warning signal. If you don't come and get us, like we don't know if we'll be alive. We don't know if the house will be on fire. Like we don't know. Can we just talk about like one of the things that we knew we needed help was you having to pee and you trying to pee out the um the window <laughs> so not only do i have to tackle you from calling your ex but i also have to tackle you from trying to stick your booty out the window we're we're on the third floor the third floor oh we should add um we didn't add in the story about us being stoners and doing drugs our other roommate who was like a random roommate was um in aa and sober and she wasn't like a cool person in aa like didn't care if other people did stuff like she wouldn't let me keep a single beer yeah a single beer in the fridge because it was triggering and i'm like yo i'm in my party phase like i you know like i'm we both had to pee so we have to pee. She's in the shower. Like one of them's in the bathroom and the other one there's, we had two other roommates. So I'm like, we can't go out there because she's in AA and she knows and we're this, fu- we're so fucked up yeah. on drugs that this is going to be really bad for her. Like we couldn't walk. Yeah. Well, we couldn't really walk Yeah, We were, yeah, we couldn't walk. And so I was like, we can't crawl on the floor. Like we're in a K hole to the bathroom screaming off the top of her lungs and crying. That would be horrible. Do you know what I'm saying? So I was like, we're stuck in the room. And I was like, I have to pee so bad and I don't know what to do. Like, I have to pee so bad. And I was like, Emily, just let me pee out the window. Like, that's the only place. And she was like, no, you're like, everyone's going to see your ass. It was like still light out because it was summertime. So what was this? We started at three. This was probably around 7 p.m. Yeah. It was still light out. People would have seen the whole moon. It was bright out. Bright out peaking and um so now i'm like okay like let me try like taking everything out of boxes in my room like the cute like little shelf drawer things and i'm like i'll just pee in this mm-hmm. but then i didn't make it and i just like when i think of this i remember you standing up against your fireplace in your room like across the room making direct the, eye contact i was in the bed and you were literally just standing like the woman emoji on the iphone like very stiff with your legs spread <laughs> like what is happening (laughs) and you're like emily it's happening (laughs) i'm like what's happening i was like i'm peeing and you're like what i was like yep yep 
Yep, it's happening. Now I'm feeling this incredibly warm sensation just like come out of me and down my leg is what it felt like. Um, and then I just look at her and I don't know why I think I would start crying that now that I'm peeing and I like had the realization I couldn't control my body function. So that was even more upsetting. So then I just sit down like crisscross applesauce and I'm like, I'm peeing and I can't control it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, fast forward to when we weren't no longer tripping. Uh, I imagined that entire thing yeah you didn't you didn't pee we checked and there was no pee there was no, no wet spot i was dry like we even asked our my, friend who was sober i i think i smelled my like pants like to be like did i pee like mm-hmm. you know what i mean nothing i was dry as a bone i was like this makes no sense <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck just happened <laughs> oh wait okay but can we talk about what happened after you thought you peed because mm, are we gonna talk about it i think that no no i think that needs to be said um okay Let's, this is where things take even more of a worse turn, guys. And I, and I hope you, you buckle in for this part. And I hope that you finish this episode and hear us out before you call PETA. <laughs> Please. We love them. We love our babies. So um, now after the peeing situation, I feel like I'm going to get sick. And we look in the hallway and somebody's showering. Still in the And bathroom. she took the longest motherfucking showers in general. Like, I know. So typically I'm like, I don't know if this would, like in terms of time, how long it was. Because shrooms, like I felt like it went so long. It, but I know that she definitely was in there for a while. So I'm, we kept checking. We kept checking. We kept opening like the door, looking down the hallway. And I'm like, I'm going to be sick and I'm going to throw up. And now it's starting to get uncontrollable. So there's like a trash bag full of trash. I start throwing the trash everywhere, but it was so full that I like couldn't, I was like, this isn't good enough to throw up in. Like it's going to get everywhere. I know. Then I turn and I see like a wings over bag, (laughs) wings over like, yeah. And I go to grab that. Like I'll puke in this bag, but I didn't realize because it's a black bag and they have black styrofoam like containers. It wasn't empty. It wasn't empty. So I like projectile vomit in this bag, except it just like starts like water falling everywhere. Like, all over my table, all over my stuff, all over me, my hands. I'm nauseous thinking about this. Then I look at Emily and I'm like, I can't stop. So now I just turn to my rug and I was like, yes, we need a new rug. <laughs> and I just start vomiting all over the rug. And I'm on the bed. Like I'm peeking at this point in my trip, I would say. It is and the high just, point and I am moving so slowly. And, I cannot move you fast enough me, and there's just And you just see me in the vomit. corner just like throwing <laughs> This is why we needed help. No one listened to us. We were not okay. We were not. I'm I'm literally thinking like if there was like a little fly on the wall of videotaping us and someone else watched this, like how imagine it sped up though. It would be so funny. (laughs) It's like us running across the room, hands in the air, crying, (laughs) hugging you on the bed. We look like upset Sims. Like, uh, 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 like when you fast forward them, they pee themselves. Oh like my God. If you don't take them to the bathroom. Yes. They pee themselves. They throw Wait. up. They get sick. Then they're on the bed. They're crying. Like I, that, that was what happened. That's what you are. on am You're just a Sims. Life is just a game. It's a simulation. We're in a simulation. The matrix. Fuck. <laughs> the world is just, we're the having this realization right now. That's exactly what happened. Okay. So I throw up <laughs> and now I'm like, well, f- I'm starting. I had like a, for a little bit, 
I was like, oh, I'm kind of it like sobered you up. It I think. sobered me up. And I was like, and rally. I was like, this room is a disaster. It's a like, war zone. It's a war zone. There's without puke. There's paint. Well, there's no pee, but you know. Yeah, but we didn't know that. We think food it's- everywhere, trash everywhere because you had emptied out the trash trying to get a bag to throw up in. Yeah. And so I'm like, fuck the throw ups all over the rug. I take the rug and I start like rolling it up. Yep. And like, I'm like on the floor, like now you're Cinderella mopping up the vomit with a fucking towel. There was so much vomit. We did have to clean it up off like the table and stuff. So now I'm like, fuck. And I'm feeling really low. And I'm at this point where I'm like, I'm 26 and I'm alone and no one likes me. And here I am doing drugs and I can't control myself. And like, I was in such a low place. You're just not in control of your body. No. And I just felt like, wow, look where you got to, you know, but I was going, I was learning a lot in this. And so now we finally call, um, we start calling people and we're like, now we really need help. Like, yeah. And so thank we, God we had exhausted like your contact list basically. So I start calling people who I know who are in the area. Call my sister. <laughs> she didn't answer. I called my friend Izzy and finally she was like, okay, yes, I can be there in 20 minutes. So we were just like, we'll stay in the bed for like 15 minutes and you're like, no, we got to clean. So we start cleaning. We get everything up. Like we try to clean up the vomit as best as we can. We're like, we're going to have to throw this rug out. Oh my God. And we, we didn't notice like what any of the cats were doing. No. So Izzy's here. We start cleaning and then we see Lucy. Short for her, her cat short for Lucifer because she's evil. So she's more of like the fighty fight, beat you up cat, like angry cat. And she starts doing like cartwheels. Like, <laughs> yeah, she's moving and her body's jerking and her head is like tilting it looks like to the side. We're on the exorcist. Yeah. And so Izzy and I are looking at each other and we're like, yo, Lucy's not okay right now. And we're trying not to let Emily know that we're having this like discussion, like in our minds, <laughs> like with our eyes. And I'm like, is she bad? And she, Izzy's like, I and then like, I, I notice. And then Emily notices. She's like, and what's I, wrong with Lucy? And like, I scoop her up so and I'm hold, panicking. You're panicking, holding her. She's panicking because I'm holding her yeah, and panicking. And, and she's really and freaking, she's freaking out. out even more, like twisting, <clears throat> screaming in my arms. I'm literally Attacking everyone. back and forth, like crying. I, what's wrong with my cat? Did I kill my cat? And like, then we're like, and then we realize, oh my God, the cats must have ate some of my throw up. Like wow, we, we were, to it. before we could clean up and and she started tripping because the mushrooms in it. And so now I'm like, well, okay, your cat ate the mushrooms and she's not okay. And we're still fucked up on drugs. And like, we're not okay. And we're not okay. Like I can't, we can't take them to the vet. Like we don't have a car. I don't think Izzy no. had a car either. Right. At that time. Or I don't, I, I can't don't remember. But like, no, we were on drugs. We couldn't bring the cat to the vet while we were on drugs and we were in such a bad place. There was no way I was getting into a car. I would have had a bad episode in the vet. How would we make it down three flights of stairs? We would not. We simply would not. We simply would not. That would not work. I couldn't even get off my bed without (laughs) feeling like I was like jumping off of a cruise ship. (laughs) It was hard cleaning. Like I called my, my vet tech friend and I was like, is she dying? And she was like, yeah, she might be. And I was like, yeah. So now Emily's like, oh, I killed my cat. I killed my cat. And then I start to realize like my cats aren't acting normal and I have two cats. And so we're like, oh no, it's not just one cat we have to worry about. 
all three cats ate my throw up and mm-hmm. started tripping and yep. they were not okay no. and we were not okay no. and poor Izzy was by herself witnessing and she was not okay and she was not okay <laughs> and then Emily and I are, were looking at each other like my hands are on her shoulder and we're like listen we, we killed the cat because I'm an influencer like I'm online I'm like People know about my cats, but they're going to hear that. I don't know. They, I no longer have cats. So we have to tell everyone we killed our cats. It was going to be so bad. I was just so stressed out thinking about it. I know. It, it, I think it's important to note that all of the cats have different personalities. Lucy is very much like the fight, like nervous. She will fuck you up. Mm-hmm. Harley, your girl is the sweetest princess. Very dainty, like walks on her tippy toes. Yeah, she's so sweet. And she'll like look at you with her big like eyes and she'll be like, Love me, you bitch. <laughs> and then there's Lola, who who's a hippie. She's like a Woodstock hippie. Yeah. Like, she's fluffy, and she, like, bounced like a little happy rabbit. And she just, like, loves love, and she's always chill. Like, you can kind of, like, mm-hmm. move her around. She doesn't meow. Like, I think something... She squeaks. She just squeaks. So she's like, meow, meow. And she's so cute. She's so cute. So they're all reacting to the shrooms a little differently. Lucy's freaking out. Harley's, like... Having a very panic attack. Nervous. Yeah, she's very nervous. She's like big. Her eyes were. I remember how big her eyes were, and she was like, just looking at the world, and then like trying to hide under the bed. And we were like, oh. And then Lola's just like, wow, this is great. <laughs> like, <laughs> she was so, having a grand old time. But before we even realize this, we're just in pure panic, and we're like, we have to figure out what we're gonna do to save the cats because we don't know if we killed them. Yeah. And so I'm thinking in my head. And I'm like, all right, let me call the vet tech. Give me my phone, Emily. Emily had taken my phone because she didn't want me to call my ex-boyfriend. I was thinking with my head. Yeah. And so she took my phone away from me. And I was like, let me call, Emily. Like, you come down, hold the cat. You told me you were calling the vet. I was like, I'm going to call the vet. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking asshole. My sneaky little self. I was like, I'm calling Rob. (laughs) So my, my ex has been to festivals and done, like, a lot of, like, like shrooms and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I knew he was experienced in it. And he hung out with a lot of people who did that before, like in his past. So like, I was like, who would know better than like somebody I trusted him in he's that regard. It. Yeah. So I call him. It's the first time we've talked in months and he's like, hello. And I'm like, Oh my God, Rob, I'm on drugs and I'm tripping so hard. And I think I'm dying. And I think I murdered my cats and I, I, they ate my throw up. I threw up everywhere. And he's like, Whoa, <laughs> what a conversation starter. First of all, <laughs> like, no, Hey, how are you? Just like, I'm freaking the fuck out I'm on drugs and I am not okay. And you were the only person I knew to call to like help. And so he's like, all right, hold on, calm, calm down. Just breathe. Like, and he like immediately came into like dad mode and was like, breathe. Like you're going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, tell me, walk me through what happened. He's like, I'm at a family party. Give me like two seconds. I just have to like excuse myself. So not <laughs> only did I just like call him out of nowhere, he's at a fucking like family cookout. And so like, they're all familiar with me and our recent breakup. Cause I lived with them and whatever. So yeah. Uh, and so, um, and he's like, all right, like he starts like Googling, like what to do. And he's like, Hey, this is actually super common. Like it's going to be okay. Breathe. And now like he was actually super helpful with calming me down in my trip. Cause I was at a bad place and he like brought me right back to like being yeah. leveled. And then I think because I was more leveled and like felt more safe about the situation, I could be that person for Emily to calm her down. Mm-hmm. And so then he starts telling us to like just make the safe, like the space safe for them and that they have to just trip and like ride it out. And we just have to ride their trip out with them. So now I'm like, oh, like we're 
going to be so close after this. And now, like, from my point of view, I was still tripping. I thought you were calling the vet. So when you had him on speaker and he was, like, saying all this stuff, I was like, wow, this vet really knows his stuff. <laughs> I remember that. You were like, no, that's Rob. I was like, you were like, you called him? Rob? Rob, Rob? What? I know. Um. So, yeah, he was like, just get them food and water. Like, they have to digest it and, like, let it flush, like, their system. Like, mm-hmm. And so then also just make their environment comfortable. So we put them in Emily's room, which was clean. Thank and, God. And then it was like small too. So like there wasn't a lot of like, everything was like safe, safe. And then we put like their waterfall. So it was like, you can actually see a waterfall which was mm-hmm. nice. And we had their food out and then we put on, um, like nice frequency music for healing. Yes. Frequency music for healing. Cause that's what we listen to when we're stressed. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I thanked Rob and I was like, all right, I'm just going to like, he's like, all right, I'm going to let you go now. And I was like, okay, bye. I miss you. <laughs> and then, um, we all like, we all settle down at that point. Like, yeah, we get them all in the bed. We let them do their thing. Harley's in the corner watching the wall. Oh my God. <laughs> like very intently so, for 30 minutes. So my cat Harley, like the sweet innocent one just was like, this is a lot. And so I think to like calm her brain down with what was happening, she just like walked to the corner of the room. So like picture where like the wall is at like a A 90 degree angle. Mm -hmm. And she looks at the corner and she sits there for five minutes without moving in the same spot, just like perked upright. And I was like, yo, is Harley good? (laughs) And then you see her head just slowly fall forward and bang against the wall. And she just... And then she sat there for like 20 more minutes with her head against the wall. (laughs) I mean, she has good coping skills. I'll give her that. Honestly, that was pretty smart. Lucy stayed under the bed the whole time. Yeah. And she only ventured out to play in the water and just dip her paws in. So the cats loved the water. They were like fascinated by Mm. the waterfall. It was so cute. Lola was playing with it anytime. And then we're like, okay, let's sing to our cats to like calm them down. Yes. We have a favorite song that we got really into over quarantine, which is we're going to start now. (laughs) Please. No, I've been smoking. (laughs) I know. Um, Good Kisser by Lake Street Dive. Mm -hmm. Shout out to them. Yep. Um, So we started singing that. And like the, I feel like the cats all know that that's our song. Yeah, they hear us sing it all the time because Emily and I would just get high and sing that song over and over. Okay, but tell them what Lola did. And so like we're on the bed and Lola's on the floor playing with the water and we start singing. We're like softly singing together. Our voices sound pretty good together when we're like not fucked up. Yeah. And uh, Lola immediately like hears us singing. And she's just like comes onto the bed and she's she like so happy. Sweet. Like she was just like cuddling and rubbing against us. And then we just start like rubbing her and she was like she on was loud it. nine purring the whole, the whole, she nine. was so happy. And so, yeah, you know, a couple hours went by and then the cats were good. They were back to normal. Emily and I were back to normal. It was like, I think around like 12 o'clock, probably that yeah. time where everything's like done. Yep. And, we look at my room and we're like, oh man, we're going to have to clean this tomorrow. Did we even try to that night? I don't think so. No, we had to because we had to make sure there wasn't anything else for the cats to get. Oh yeah. So we had to leave them in my room where they were oh, safe yeah. and clean up while we were still like fuzzy. You oh, know what yeah. I'm saying? And like, like so we were just to the in world. our low too. We were really low after. you get so low after shrooms. Like, it brings you up so high and then it's just like and we had a bad trip slumped. so then we were low about like how we felt about the trip mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah. Well, you know, I did I ever get a new I did get a new rug. Yeah. And then also now the cats are perfectly fine. Thank God. They're good. And Lola, anytime we sing, she comes to us immediately. So she'll get up, she'll hear it, and then she'll come love us. She'll like run down the hallway. She'll run down the hallway. Like we'll be singing in the living room. Sleeping. She'll wake up and come Mm -hmm. find you. Yeah. Yeah. She's so cute. I love that bitch. And so, you know, moral of the story, don't let your cats eat your throw up. Thankfully, we had kept the actual shrooms away because I feel like that would have been more serious than just eating throw up. Yeah, because they didn't eat that much of the throw up. So they weren't tripping for a short period of time. But if they like, please protect your cats like, and your keep dog, the shrooms like, away. It's actually super common. They can like jump up on to like wherever you have them out. Yeah. Um, Especially if it's chocolate bars that have them in it. Like, yeah, yeah. But yeah, they just have to ride it out. Unless they ate like a shit ton, then obviously take them to the vet. But that's why you should also never do drugs without a babysitter. Yep. And um, delete your... Actually, don't delete your ex-boyfriend's number because Rob saved the day. He might be helpful. You never yeah. know. Yeah. So that... Honestly, he did save the day. He really did. <clears throat> he, he sounded very knowledgeable. I really appreciated and he really his calmed, calming voice. Yeah, yeah, he calmed both of us down. Um, <laughs> God, I was a mess. But we both were. Yeah. We both were. Now that I'm explaining that, I'm like, that makes sense why he ghosted me after that time period. We also, like, haven't... I feel like we were scarred by this. We haven't done shrooms since, really. We've, like, microdose shrooms, but not enough to trip because we're, like, afraid of what will happen next. It was such a bad trip. Like, and I feel like I... It, while I healed and I have learned to see the better side of things, mm-hmm. it was still very much painful and brought up like a lot. And I was like, I don't know if I want to do that. Again. I know we I like literally felt like I worked through so much trauma. I healed so much. Yep. I feel like at that point I was I was in a really bad place after my breakup. And that was kind of like the turning point for me to be like, no, you're awesome. Like, mm-hmm. love yourself. Like work on yourself and have fun and like you deserve the world. And I kind of looked at myself as more of like, you know, I might not be a perfect person, but like I'm still a good person and worthy. So I think like working through all of that was very hard because like, yeah. And then working through like the comedy thing and like quarantine and living, moving in a new state. It was so much for me to like work through and it just hit me right in the fucking feast. I got like hit by a train. That's how I felt for like days recovery emotionally. Mm Mm-hmm. Honestly, no. I think that was like the sent me into the five month like party phase. <laughs> <laughs> like didn't want to face it. Oh, goodness. <clears throat> I'm glad it's over. I would do me it again. Too. I would. Yeah, no we'll do it soon. Once it's nicer so we can be outside. No yeah. more indoor shit. But um, yeah, so, you know, I ho- hopefully you, you learned something from that story. I hope that was entertaining and that you could just live vicariously through us and our simulation and our pain. And, you know, not have to do it yourself. Yeah. We test things out for you. Two girls, one blunt. (laughs) Two girls, one blunt, no dignity. (laughs) None. Um, All right. Well, now it's time to get weird. Let's get into some. Let's get freaky. Stoney baloney. (laughs) (laughs) How was I supposed to know? It's time for questions, yeah. Free Britney, by the way. Free Britney, guys. Um, all right, so I I came up with some questions. You came up some with some questions. I did like some would you rather funny questions, and then like one serious one. Okay. Um. So I'll let you ask a question first. Okay. On an average day, oh, 
How many pigeons would you say you could carry at one time? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I would say they're about like four inches. I'm just thinking of like pigeons, like outlining my like entire is- body. <laughs> and you have to be carrying them. Carrying them? Or are they on my arms? Does that count? I think some could rest on my titties. I could fit like two got pigeons a nice shelf there. here, two pigeons, six pigeons on my rack. <laughs> okay. On the butt, I think I could fit one one, one or two pigeons Pull on the like top of Kim my butt. Kay. Yeah, like okay. a Kim K. But I'll have a little more arch. Okay. And then um, maybe <laughs> I, can <laughs> I can walk like a chicken. You know what I'm talking about? So then they can also like go on my knees. Oh, and then I could um, just like <laughs> so you're like crab walking it in a sumo squat. I'm like I'm like a chicken, like and I'm bent over. Okay, but what if you did a crab walk and then you would have your whole oh. torso? Yeah, yeah, or on the on my back. Okay, well you're still not giving me a number. <laughs> okay, how many pigeons? I think six pit four pigeons, like big pigeons, could fit across my body and then up my body, maybe like nine pigeons okay four times nine is 36 right yeah and then um okay it could probably stack about like six rows of pigeons on each other i don't know or two so so seven seventy two seventy two pigeons on my back and then also on my head we could probably fit like four so seventy six. So pigeons. you're going in confidently saying seventy six pigeons on any given day you could carry. Seventy six, <laughs> give or take. I think we need to get your personal trainer on the case. Oh my god, <laughs> I'll ask him. All right, Emily, would you rather be able to transform into a blueberry at will, or a blueberry's whisper to you and tell you the secrets about the universe that no one else will ever believe? Of course I want to know the secrets of the universe. Yeah, Why would I want to turn into a blueberry? <laughs> Wait, then I would know the secrets of the universe. I wouldn't have to trust them because I would know it for myself. Oh, you, no, you could just be a spy. But what if someone ate you because you were I a I was blueberry? just about to say that. I mean, what if pterodactyls come out of the sky and eat me tomorrow? There's always a risk you'll get carried off and eaten. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we are getting into a zombie apocalypse soon. Yeah. You gotta protect those brains, people. Um... In that case, I'm going to have to go with, like, learning from blueberries. Because if they get eaten, fine. And at least I'll learn something. Yeah. I think the knowing the knowledge, though, of everything and not having... Like, you trying to explain to people and no one believes you. Yeah. And you're the only one with that. How lonely is that? Ignorance is bliss. That's true. Sometimes. But I would want to know. I'm an Aquarius. I would want to know, too. Okay. Okay. Um, I have this question to you as... A content creator. Okay. I want to know what your thoughts are. Mm-hmm. Would you rather have your thoughts broadcasted up top of your head, like right above here, or would you rather be live streamed doing everything, like everything, constantly, as though you were the news? Like they had a Jamie channel. So like when I take a shit? When you, yeah, take a shower, take a shit, jerk off, anything. <laughs> Holy fuck. Yeah, that's a toughie. Um, so like, what if I was like, wow, you stupid bitch, and I just thought that, and you were across from me, but you were my friend, but I just thought something mean or something? Like, I you feel like would it would know. lead to very blunt friendships. 
Either very blunt friendships, but or you could be like in an interview and you could be like, wow, this interviewer sucks. Or like, <laughs> I really just want this job so that I can quit in two weeks. And I'm yeah. trying to get by. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like they wouldn't, any part of your life could That's just so be true. like, you'd be so alone. Whereas if everyone's just watching you, I feel like you could turn it off. I feel like the government's watching us 24 seven anyways. I feel like somebody's seen my butthole from like, I don't know. They're watching from Russia. Phones, always. Yeah. So... They're always watching. I feel like I'd be able to tune it out and then I wouldn't ruin the like in-person interactions that I had. Okay. You know, I could see that. And it's just like reality TV kind of. Exactly. Like Like I'm famous, bitch. Let's go. (laughs) MTV. Here we go. Um, What about you for that one? I would have to go with the same. I would not want my thoughts broadcasted. Me either. That's like my weapon. I'm like really mean inside. <laughs> you really are. I know you are. I know. Yeah. I think I am too. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your biggest inspiration growing up and why? <clears throat> you know, I always like was asked this at summer camps and I never really had an answer because I feel like nobody was inspirational to me growing up. <laughs> I, trauma. Yeah. I would have like a different answer and it'd always be something stupid like Superman. <laughs> Or like Batman or like yeah. the flying spaghetti monster. Oh. Um, I mean that makes sense. Yeah. What about you? I Steve Irwin. Was I just wanted oh. to be Steve Irwin. I wanted to I loved like his personality. I loved that he like loved animals and he was like a risk taker. You love animals. And I loved that he had like his own show and I was like, I'm gonna be the next Steve Irwin was my goal. Now, okay. now I twerk on the internet for money and call people little bitches. But you have three cats, so. <clears throat> True. You're on your way. My goal was like, I'm just going to become, went to school for pre-vet, I'm just going to become rich so that I can go like do conservation projects or like have the free time to work with animals but not have it be my job and go through school and like pay everything for vet school. I'd, be in, I'd still be in school right now. Not doing what I want to do. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I'd be miserable. Oh my God. But um. I hate school. It was him. Yeah, he was great. Okay, that's cute. All right, so kind of along the same vein, having to do with animals, if all animals were the same size, what animal would win in a fight? Like, the ultimate fight. Um, I would have to go with, like, some sort of, like, poisonous animal. Like, okay. like That's something, smart. yeah, something that like emits something or like if you touch it, like, I don't know, you know, I'm talking like poison dart frogs or like rattlesnakes. Like, I don't know, like a really bad, like a snake bite or like a spider or something I was like that. thinking spiders. But spiders are not an animal, so I didn't pick spiders. That's why I'm like, oh, so true. I was thinking like a snake or something like yeah. that. Something poisonous. Okay. That's a good answer. Because if everything's the same size. I don't think like force. What would give you the advantage? What would give you the advantage? And a Who's lot the of quickest, those, like yes, smartest. Exactly. I feel like reptiles, amphibians, all in that sort of same sort of vein that are all venomous. Mm-hmm. I think would ultimately win. Yeah, venomous. I didn't say that word. I said, what did I say? Poison. I think you said venomous. Oh, poisonous. Poisonous. Yeah, I meant yeah. Same, <laughs> same category. Same shit, different day. All right. <laughs> oh god. I 
don't know where people come up with this shit. Would you rather have 20 tiny, tiny freckles on your face, but when they get wet, they burn like hell for 20 minutes? Or have one giant mole on your neck, and every time someone looks at it, it says, hey, to that person. <laughs> <laughs> Did you, what was that show? Um... I think there was a Wizards of Waverly Place episode where they had like he had a pimple or something and it they charmed it so that it would talk to everybody and scared everybody off. Oh, um, I think I'd rather go with the hey, how you doing? mole? <laughs> you could be famous for it. My mole would be famous. Yeah, You would just like have a GoPro off and it would just it would. Oh, my gosh. It would just go to the mole. Yeah, that's genius. Somebody monetize that. <laughs> Create a robot, a talking mole. But I shower so much, like I literally I, every time I got wet, it burned. That would hurt so bad. But uh, you have a mole that says hate everyone. Like, what if you're <laughs> fucking someone and then the guy looks at the mole hey. and like he's about to come and the mole's like, hey, <laughs> hey, how you doing? Hey, girl. Oh my, hi. <laughs> What if it depended on where you were in the U.S. or like in oh the globe God. and it just it spoke your dialect or it spoke your language but or it, the complete opposite? What if it all spoke pig Latin, pig Latin was all it spoke? That would get annoying. Yeah. You would have to learn pig Latin. Yeah. And then you'd have to explain <laughs> your mole and be the interpreter. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. I knew you weren't going to say the. The, no. the freckle one because you're always washing your face and like showering mm-hmm. this bitch showers more than anyone I know and I shower less <laughs> <laughs> oh my I feel fucking like that's god what you want to <clears throat> one person who showers all the time and one person who never showers but you shower you're not dirty I like don't sweat so I like feel like I don't need to shower I shower in the, my own tears on a daily basis. Yeah. <laughs> I'm clean. Okay. <laughs> you are. Let the rain fall down. All right. So at the end of every episode, we want to end with some weed wisdom. So Emily, what's your weed wisdom for the week? Okay. This week's weed wisdom. Ooh, try to say that five times fast. Weed wisdom. This weed week's wis- weed wisdom. This oh. week's weed wisdom. This week's weed wisdom. This week's weed wisdom. This week's weed wisdom. This week's weed Whoa. <laughs> this week's weed wisdom. This week's weed wisdom. This week's weed wisdom. This week's weed wisdom. The lips, the teeth, the tip of the tongue. The lip, the- <laughs> oh my gosh. I used to have to do that in like theater and I stuff. Know. Okay. <clears throat> this week's weed wisdom is going to be just a basic one. Remember your manners. Remember just, your manners. Remember your manners. Respect your elders. Respect your fucking elders. Respect kid. your fucking elders. <laughs> and those are the ones who bring the weed. The, yes. The ones we are the elders. Mm-hmm. I'm 22, but no, but it's it, it's with experience. It's the weed. The, the weed soul. experience. Yeah. Yeah. We're one with the weed. Oh yeah. Very spiritual. <laughs> oh my All right. god. Well, that was a great first episode. We talked about weed etiquette. We talked yes, we about our very bad trip um, and our cat's bad trip. Mm-hmm. Um, it was an experience for sure. I've accepted I'll never have a real job after that, but it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> that's why we run businesses. <clears throat> yeah, that is. That is why we run businesses. <laughs> 
Oh my God. Well, make sure to tune in uh, next week. We're going to talk all about plugs. The good, the bad, and the ugly. And there's a lot of ugly. Mm-hmm. First time doing drugs and yep. the stories behind them. Yep. And then maybe we'll tell some of your stories. So if you have any stories about your first time doing any drug, like if you have a good, good story, please DM us. Um, we want to know. We want to know so that we can put that on as well. Yeah. Um, and while you're at it, you can find us at two, like the, the yeah. number, girls, one, the number, Blunt, but with the U as an underscore on all platforms. Uh, make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. We'll put Woo-hoo. the link down below. Podcast and leave us an honest review. We we want to hear your thoughts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We're going to be all over. Um, it will really help us to be found by other filthy stoners just like you and help grow the show. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, always message us if you do have questions or topics that you want us to talk about. Um, let Please. us know what you liked, you didn't like. Because we definitely want to have you guys be involved and be like a part of the show, you know? So, yeah, it's a fun time for us to just hang out together, yeah. smoke some weed, relax, forget about all the shit that's going on in the world. Exactly. <laughs> All right, well, thanks, guys, for tuning in, and we'll smoke with you next Tuesday. Ooh. Cut that out. (laughs) (laughs) I'm totally leaving that in. (laughs) Bye, guys. Peace out.